With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb, you know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few? Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, it's the way tire buying should be. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So somebody in sports who should be thrilled, absolutely thrilled with something that is going on, just got a little bit of bad news. Uh, A little bit of bad news has been handed out, and we will get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are. We appreciate you taking part in the program that is always brought to you by True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and on average save over $3,000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a newer used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, by the way, the coffee today, absolutely terrible. Uh, John Ramos, if you are a coffee drinker. I am not, Jonas. Okay, well, today's the day that you are ahead of the curve here at Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> I just took my first sip, and it is brutal. Oh, boy. Yeah, so uh, so we will go ahead and figure out what the hell happened there over the weekend. But, so, if you were having success with something at work, and you were doing it really well, would you change your routine? 
I mean, if it was working for you and you were delivering every single time out, there's no point in changing the routine. There's no point in going against what got you to the point that you are. Whatever your job is, you stay with what brought you. If you're, if you're at a company and you're putting up consistently the top numbers every single day, your boss isn't going to pull you aside and say, hey, uh, listen, uh, what you're doing is really, really working, and it's really successful, and in fact, you're the best that you've ever been. But we're going to need you to change things up. It would never happen. You're successful. You're in a good spot. So why would you change anything? And I bring that up because LeBron James looks fantastic. He actually looks better now than he's ever looked before. I mean, he's in the league 13, 14 years. He's playing at a higher level now than ever before. As the Cavs, another sweep, and are on to the Eastern Conference Finals, 8-0 in the playoffs, and he looks awesome. 34 points a game he's averaging in the playoffs. Nine boards, seven assists shooting over 55% from the field, shooting near 50% from three, and oh, by the way, he's playing 42 minutes a game. He's resting for six minutes in a basketball game in the playoffs. That's, you know, Russell Westbrook always got taught, man, he's all that Oklahoma City's got throughout the year. Russell Westbrook played under 40 minutes a game, and that's fine during the regular season. That's fine. Everybody needs a rest at some point. But LeBron James is playing at a high level, and he's playing a lot. And it's really, really working for him. It's really, really successful for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's really, really done a number on both teams that he's competed against this playoff in these this year's playoffs. He's fantastic. So it's great for him, and it's great for everybody around him, but it's bad for the NBA. It's awful for the NBA. Think about it this way. Remember the conversations we were having during the regular season? What was the biggest issue we were having during the regular season? Yeah, the stars are resting. Fans were upset. They paid all these, you know, all this money for tickets. Stars aren't playing when they show up. These guys are taking time off. What the hell's the matter with these guys? Get out there and play. It's not like you're doing construction or you're digging ditches or you have a real job. You're an NBA player. Get out there, suit up, and play for a little bit, but at least be out there every night. You heard all the old-time NBA players, guys that are well-respected, talking about, no, man, I wanted to play. If, if, if you know we're playing basketball, I grew up, I want to make sure that I'm on the court. Good luck telling LeBron James that resting – during the regular season, is a bad idea moving forward. Have fun with that conversation. Hey, LeBron, we're going to need you to play more. Uh, well, you know, enough with this resting. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we, we think it's better for us. Okay. Um, I, I rested last season, and I'm undefeated through two rounds in the playoffs. I'm playing more than everybody else, and I'm playing better than everybody else. So while you try and monitor and put in stipulations to make sure that I play a regular season game in Utah, I'm going to go ahead and continue to sit those out, and I'm going to continue to chase championships and play the best I've ever played this late in my career. Good luck telling that guy that his strategy doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's, it was the biggest topic, the biggest issue that people had with the NBA this regular season. You can make all the complaints you want. You can talk about how you know certain teams weren't good enough, and we all knew it was a two-team race, and that's fine. Have those conversations all you want. The biggest 
issue that people had with NBA players and the way that the league was handled throughout the regular season was these guys resting. And for various reasons. One of them was because of the amount of money that these networks paid out to have their stars play. And LeBron James, leading the charge, basically said, F it, double middle fingers, I'll play when I want to play. I'm chasing championships. I'm not worried about whether or not you guys get a decent number on a Saturday night because college football season just ended. It's not my problem. I'm chasing titles. You're, you're doing what you got to do, and you need to, you know, to make some money for this league. That's fine. But I'm here to chase championships. I'm not really concerned about your ratings. I mean, it was the biggest topic of concern. It was the biggest issue that people had with NBA players throughout the regular season. And the guy leading the charge, okay, j- just so we have everybody's on the same page here. Biggest issue this past regular season was the rest topic. The biggest star in the game is LeBron James, and the biggest believer in that rest strategy was LeBron James, and it's paying huge dividends right now because Cleveland and LeBron James look unbeatable. Now, so does Golden State, and you can talk about who they've got and who they've played in the Eastern Conference so far. LeBron James looks fantastic. He looks rested. He looks efficient. He looks patient. It's the best you've ever seen him. So why would you ever go back on what got you to that point? Nobody nobody would ever do that. Think about your best day at work. Best day you've ever had or, or best best week of work you've ever had in your life. You want to get back to that point. And if you did something specifically that you thought helped you get to that point throughout the week, that's exactly what you do. So the idea that the NBA thinks, well, you know, and Adam Silver is going to come out after the regular season and say, yeah, well, we're definitely going to address this issue next year. Yeah, how are you going to do it? What are you going to do? Find LeBron James? What What's the plan of attack here? It's not good for the NBA because LeBron James has outsmarted the league and he's figured out how he can maximize his ability this late in his career. And while it's good that you've got the best player on a, on a march to another NBA Finals and you need that marquee matchup in the biggest games of the year at the end, there's 82 games throughout the course of the regular season that LeBron James, majority of the time, doesn't give a rip about, doesn't care. Picks and chooses his spots, picks when he wants to work and how he wants to work, and then you see it paying off down in the end. I remember my boss once, I was, had this, uh, an old job in sales. My boss, you know, was having a conversation. There was a guy in the office that everybody knew was a junkie, All right, Everybody knew the guy was a junkie. He was a disaster. But he was the number one sales guy on the team. And my boss, in an honest moment, said, oh, listen, I know that guy's a junkie. He's all, I, I understand what that guy does away from the office here. Guy's, guy's a loser. I've seen him. I've seen him out. That's fine. What do you mean that's fine? If anybody else did that, then then you'd have an issue with it. No, no, no. It's fine because look at the numbers he's putting up. If he was struggling at his job or if he was struggling at work because of the way he handled himself throughout the week and on the weekends, then we'd have a different conversation. But if you're going to be the top guy and you're and you're efficient doing it the way that you're doing it, he's not going to say anything. Yeah, whatever. That guy likes to party. He drinks four nights a week during during the week, and he goes and tears it up, and he's got a mini vacation planned every single weekend. Why am I going to stop that guy if he's already efficient enough when I need him to be? Number one guy on the team, 
every single month, leading the charge, making me a ton of money. So if you're LeBron James and you strategized a regular season and you listened to all the garbage and all the people complaining and people bitching and moaning about LeBron James and he doesn't care about the fans and LeBron James doesn't care about these regular season games and what kind of message does that send to the rest of the league? I'll tell you what kind of message it sends. My way works and it works better than yours. So how the hell does Adam Silver and the NBA plan on regulating that next season? LeBron James, one of of the more under-talked-about aspects of LeBron James' game is the way he handles himself and the way he takes care of himself. I mean, you don't talk about it enough. He's a premier world-class athlete, one of the best athletes of all time in American sports. Not even close. A specimen. And he's figured out the way to conserve his energy throughout the course of a regular season that he admittedly does not care as much about as the postseason. And why should he if he's having this much success? And now we're, we're coming up on a guy who's been in the league 13, 14 years, and he's better than he's ever been. His way works. It works better than yours. Why would he stop doing it? Because I wouldn't. Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, we're going to ask a two-time All-Star and a world champion about one of the bigger issues going on today in sports. We'll have that for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on SiriusXM Channel 83. Coming up here in just a minute, we will catch up with a two-time All-Star, a world champion, and find out his thoughts on one of the bigger debates going on in sports uh, that's lasted quite a long time that is now uh, some holes are being poked in many theories. So we'll get to that here coming up in just a minute here on Fox Sports Radio. We want to let you know we are brought to you by Farmers Insurance. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 89 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Visit Farmers.com. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I want to be in the room when Adam Silver tries to have that conversation with LeBron James. I, I, I want to hear Adam Silver try and reason with LeBron James. Like, hey, man, you're the face of the league. You're the league's best player. We really would appreciate it if you played in more regular season games. Oh, you would? Oh, <laughs> cool. Um, huh? Yeah, I'm not doing that. My way works. I'm good. If I sit out some of these regular season games, I'm a better player down the stretch. I mean, anybody find it coincidental that the guy's playing 42 minutes a game now all of a sudden? I mean, he's he's it's it's LeBron's league in a way, so he can sort of set the tone on how things are done in the league, and he's done that with the CBA and other things that have gone on with it. But if his way is working to the point to where you look at him and he's a better player now than maybe he's ever been throughout his entire career, why would you change it? Why would why would you change that strategy that you had getting your body prepared for this point in the playoffs if you know that what you're doing right now works? I mean, the way that you're doing it works. It's effective. You've had success with it. Why change? And I'd love to hear Adam Silver have that conversation with him. 
Because that, that'll be a one-way conversation. It'll be oh. LeBron telling him to look at his playoff numbers and then saying, all right, so I'm going to get back to, uh, you know, i got to ride around on a boat with a couple of my buddies uh, in Cancun. So whenever you're done, I've been to the finals 19 straight years. I'm good. Uh, Karan Butler is an NBA champion, a two-time All-Star, and he joins us now here on Fox Sports Radio. Karan, thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on. How you doing? Good, man, good. Um, I wanted to, to get your thoughts on this. So the big conversation throughout the course of the regular season was these guys need to play, stop resting. LeBron James is leading the charge. Yet here's LeBron come playoff time. He's playing 42 minutes a game. He looks fantastic. Is this just proof that his way and his strategy worked this season? Uh, I would have to second that. You know, you're seeing the, you know, the disposition night in and night out and the effort and energy that he's playing with. You know, he's, uh, he's just dominating the Eastern Conference right now. And, you know, as I touched on earlier, you know, it's become the LeBron James Invitational, you know, in the Eastern Conference where he's just, you know, just playing at a high level. And you can put him out there with any lineup on that Cleveland Cavaliers team, and he's just dominating and, you know, making those guys better. You know, one night it's Kyle Korver, one night it's Kyrie. You know, sometimes it's not Kyrie or Love out there, of the big three that's playing in the fourth quarters, and he's still winning games. So it's just special to see. And it looks like, and one of the things I don't think people talk about enough is how he takes care of himself to where he understands his body and what it takes to get ready for games better than anybody. And he seems like he's ahead of his of his time in that regard. You being a guy who played in the league for as long as you did, what could you have done if you wanted to extend your career? How could you have managed your minutes better throughout the course of your career early on? Uh, I mean, you know, preparation is key. You know, and I think he's done a great job of, you know, preparing and staying ready and, you know, being precautious. And, you know, you look at, you know, so many things, you know, from hyperbaric chambers to, you know, the cold tanks to, you know, cryo. You know, it's different things that you can use in different formats for, you know, rehab and, you know, pre-rehab so you don't have to worry about those injuries and things like that. But, you know, we did a breakdown and we look at that draft class, you know, from, you know, the 2003, what it was, and LeBron and Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade and all those guys. And you look at the injuries that transpired over those years, you know, he's had zero. Yeah. He's, he's had no major surgeries or anything like that. And, you know, um, you know, surgeries take away, you know, take away from, you know, your your ability and how durable you possibly are. And he's he's been nothing short but amazing in that department. He is a Karan Butler, NBA champion, two-time All-Star, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. Why have these second-round matchups been such blowouts? I mean, we've had one game in single digits. What, what, do, you, what do you put that to? Is it just teams understanding that it's a seven-game series and we're down by a bunch? Why expend energy to get back into this one? Uh, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. You look at, you know, certain teams play great at home. And, you know, um, a lot of the guys are in the prime of their career and, and some young guys are getting quality minutes. So that means when others perform, you know, they usually play extremely well, you know, in front of the home crowd. And, you know, on the road, you know, it takes a different type of animal and beast to go out there and win games on the road. And you have to be seasoned and poised enough to do that and have great leadership. You see that with Cleveland. You see that with Golden State. And, you know, it, it takes that type of poison leadership. And you saw that with San Antonio going in and uh, Houston and getting a quality win and regaining, regaining home court. So, you know, some teams capable of doing it. Some teams, you know, it's a process and, you know, you have to go through it. And, um, you know, hopefully Washington can do that in Boston. But you definitely see that uh, throughout the playoff series. Are you more worn out after a playoff game? 
just because of the emotions involved? Does your body feel more drained after a playoff game? Well, absolutely, because it's an emotional and, you know, physical experience, and you're going to the extreme. And, you know, you're leaving all your efforts and everything out there on the court. You know, you don't want to have nothing in the tank after a playoff game where, you you know, you, you return to the locker room. And, you know, it, it takes you an hour or, you know, an hour and a half sometimes just to get yourself all the way together, you know, before you're able to address media or want to address media or, you know, see anybody or want to address anybody. You know, you left all your efforts and energies on the court and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. He is a Karan Butler NBA champion, two-time All-Star, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Draymond Green had some uh, comments on uh, Kelly Olynyk of the Celtics. He called him a dirty player, said he didn't need to play that way when he set the pick on Kelly Oubre the other night. A um, little bit of ironic coming from Draymond Green, who uh, basically punted guys in the groin all throughout the postseason last year and has had his own issues. Who was the dirtiest player you ever played against? Uh, you know, I played against a lot of physical players. You know, I wouldn't call them dirty. You know, the game was a little different because it was, you know, more hand-checking and things involved. You know, so, I, you know, I wouldn't have to say that I played against any, you know, dirty players, but I played against a lot of physical players that had the physical presence. You know, my, my rookie season I played against Carl Malone. You know, they introduced me to a screen. You know, you know what I mean? You know, I saw things like that. You know, like, hey, man, this, this, is, a, this, this is what it feels like when you run against a tree. You know what I mean? This tree don't move, and it got strong roots. So, you know, I I learned that from trial and error. You know, so, you know, I, I did see some plays that, you know, a lot of moving screens, you know, from that Boston series, though, you know, uh, specifically from Olenek, where I was like, wow, that was, you know, mind-blowing, you know, with the extension of the leg and things like that with John Wall and other guys. So, you know, I could see where he's coming from with that. But at the same time, you know, I think he's just trying to, you know, get hard picks out there and play physical and add his physicality to the game. Uh, the physicality in the playoffs, and Kevin Durant was talking about it after the game to where he said this is why people think our league is soft because, you know, he was going at it with Rudy Gobert. They pushed each other a little bit and both got technicals, and then Kelly Oubre got suspended for a game. The, the, the physicality, I think, makes the playoffs more exciting. I think that adds an element to it, and were you disappointed in the NBA suspending Kelly Oubre, and don't you think it would have been – better for them to let him play to just kind of let these guys work it out on the court not to where they're throwing punches but it adds to a little excitement to the playoffs well it's amazing because i was courtside when that that happened you know in washington i saw the play and i, I saw what led up to that play and i was like okay it's getting a little chippy with that group right there and then he came and created another file and i was just like wow but you know that's the that's the excitement and the competition and the sense of urgency that you want from both teams, you know, and emotions and things like that going to fly around. So to answer your question, I would have loved to see, you know, those guys, you know, let that be a big fine or something, you know, and continue on. So, you know, the, the you can continue to see the theater, you know, play out, you know, but unfortunately they didn't allow that. Who's a better matchup for Cleveland, Boston or Washington? I think, I think Washington just because of the backcourt. I think their backcourt is amazing. I think you look at Bradley Bill. And you look at John Wall, you know, they're extremely dynamic. When they get to going, you know, they could pose a lot of threats. And you look at a guy like Otto Porter, you know, they got that third option to him. He's extremely consistent. And then, you know, the team in general, they just got a certain edge about themselves where, you know, they feel like they could really compete against, you know, um, you know, Cleveland, and that's what you want. But Boston posing other threats as well, you know, with IT and all those guys. I think collectively they're a really, really good team. But I just think the size and things like that, you know, they don't have that 
at certain positions, and you know, um, I think they dominate. You know, uh, Boston in that field. If uh, Golden State wins the title and they do it without Steve Kerr, and again, we don't know. He had another procedure over the weekend. We don't know what his status is going to be. Is it an indictment on Kerr? Does that is that a bad look for him that his team went out and won a title without him? Well, you know, I think I think that you know they set him. He set that team in play to be successful. And his DNA and, you know, the fabric of, you know, what he instilled in that team is all it's, it's all over it. You know, his fingerprints and everything, the way he molded that team. And, you know, you put guys like Mike Brown in position just in case things happen. That's an insurance policy. If something happened to our head coach, you need someone that's seasoned enough and that's capable enough that demand the respect of the locker room that can lead this ball club. Who else but Mike Brown? He's been in that position. He, cre- he coached a – you know, the greatest player on the planet right now in LeBron James. And now he got personalities, which he got to manage, but at the same time, he got the respect of that locker room where he can lead them to where they need to go. And, you know, you saw that with Steve Kerr when he took over from Mark Jackson. That team was already assembled and ready to take off. And, you know, it just changed. It got a different face. You know, so same thing now. You know, Luke Walton had a lot of success with that ball club. They knew what to do. They knew they match us. They knew their roles. And now, you know, Mike Brown is going to have a chance to, you know, lead them somewhere to, you know, where they all destined to go. He is a Karan Butler, NBA champion, two-time All-Star here on Fox Sports Radio. Karan, thanks so much for a few minutes of your time, man. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. You can get Karan on Twitter, by the way, at Real Tough Juice. Um, I believe. Uh, so, John, if you were going to take that Twitter handle, too bad. Uh, that one's gone. I am now erasing it from my page. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, that is out the window, John. You're going to have to come up with a better idea than that. Uh, Jonas Knox again in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, there's a storyline in the NFL. It's a complete disaster. It's a mess. It's something not a lot of people are talking about. And I, I just it occurred to me this morning what an, what an out-and-out disaster this is for one NFL franchise. I'll tell you what that is coming up in just 60 seconds from now. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83 as well, as we are brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Go to truecar.com. Uh, I will get to a story in the NFL. It's a complete mess. I'm going to get to that here in just a minute. But you can sort of tell that someone is day drinking, right? It's a Monday. The weekend's over, but somebody is currently day drinking, all right? They are bending the elbow. They're at least six or seven drinks in. Now, how many shots? Uh, I don't know if it's, they've had a daiquiri. I don't know where they live exactly, so I don't know what the weather's like, if it's if it's warm enough to enjoy a, a cocktail in the sun or if they just went white Russian in the morning. I'm not quite sure. It could have been a Bloody Mary. It could have been a screwdriver or a mimosa. I'm not quite sure, but I know that somebody is day drinking. Uh, that somebody is a guy on Twitter who sends this. LeBron is going to wish he had home court when he gets knocked out by the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> One tweet. <laughs> Jesus. Like, the Celtics, like, they, the Wizards went on, like, a 30 to nothing run in that game yesterday. Do you know how bad that's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals? That is going to be a pistol whipping in the Eastern Conference Finals, no matter who gets there. 
<laughs> it's okay to acknowledge that it's a wrap, folks. The Eastern Conference is a wrap. He's <laughs> got no shot. Man, I wish I was as hammered as that guy. God. Hey, man, when you get the Celtics in a, in a seven-game series, oh, you guys better watch out, yeah. man. Good luck beating them four games out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> Another pitcher, sir? <laughs> Here's another drink. Oh, man. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. Um, So the uh, th- this is – all right. I just I, – I saw this and it was kind of just in passing this morning. All right. And I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about, you know, getting into this discussion until I saw this. And I said, wait, wait, wait a second. And you just – it occurs to you as you start putting things together. You go, oh, that makes no sense whatsoever. What are they doing? Like it's like uh, you hear a commercial in the background, you hear this song over and over again, and then finally, after like thirty times, you lift your head up to actually look at the commercial, and you have no idea that they're talking about a phone. Like it's a phone commercial, but just you hear it in the background, and you you don't really acknowledge it. And that's what I did with an NFL team earlier. So if you had, just put it this way: if you had a dream of opening a restaurant, all right, if your if your goal in life was I want to open up a restaurant. That, you know, you work all your life, you save your money, you put some cash aside, you get a loan, you talk to investors, whatever. And you decide, my goal is I want to open up a restaurant. When would you decide on the menu? When would you decide which food you want to serve at your restaurant? Like, the conversation wouldn't go like this, would it? Hey, man, so what do you want to do? Well, I really want to open a restaurant. That's been my dream, you know, my whole life. I want to open up a restaurant. Nice. Uh, what kind of food? Oh, I don't know. I was just going to figure it out after it was built. What? Doesn't make any sense. Like you should, ha- you should know what's on the menu. Like you don't, you don't just walk into a place and go, yeah, you know, I think I'd like, uh, yeah, this looks good. Yeah, right there. I want that store there. This is where I'm going to open up my restaurant. Awesome. You can have a bar? Well, I don't know. What are you going to serve? Eh. I don't know. We'll just build it and figure it out. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, at no point does it make any sense. And I say that because the Buffalo Bills have now interviewed three men. After today, we'll have interviewed three guys for their open general manager spot. They uh, fired Doug Whaley last week. Uh, They've now, uh, as of after today, starting tomorrow morning, they will have interviewed three different men to take over as general manager of the Buffalo Bills. So just so you have have this understanding correct, the draft's over, free agency's done, the roster's pretty much set, and welcome to Buffalo, you have no say in any of it. (laughs) You have no say in the menu. You have no say in, in what's what's going to be put inside the restaurant, but it is your restaurant. Congratulations. But I don't, you know, I, I didn't want that guy. Well, too bad. That's what you're inheriting. So congratulations, you're our, our new general manager. Yeah, but but if I was general manager, I wouldn't take that guy. Like he would that wouldn't have been my move. You know, I probably would have just kept that pick and not traded it away to uh, you know, to Kansas City to jump up and take Mahomes. I I would have, you know. Yeah, but never mind that. Welcome to Buffalo, where you take over as general. Like, why would anybody want that gig? 
I understand there's only 32 of them and it's prestigious and you can say I was a general manager in the NFL, but if guys are hired and fired so fast in the league, why would you want to take over something that you had no say in? Why would you want to open a restaurant and the last thing you figured out was what's on the menu? You'd never do that. You'd have an idea going in, what you're looking for and what you'd like to get out of it, and then you'd have some say in, and have some ability in trying to create what it is that you visualize for all these years. These guys have probably wanted to be high-ranking officials in the NFL, executives in the NFL, general managers their entire career, been working for this moment. Here's the moment, and you get no say in any of it. <laughs> it's, it makes no sense, and it just it, it shines a light on how bizarre the firing was. Now, you get rid of some, like, Indianapolis did the same thing. The Colts got rid of their entire scouting department, got rid of their whole scouting department after the draft, and the Colts' reasoning behind that was, well, the scouting season is over, which, you know, makes sense. I mean, you wait till you get to the draft, you do all the work, you do all of that stuff, but, you know, you just sort of move on. The Redskins getting rid of McLuhan after they had that back and forth and they said, well, he was drinking on the job and finally he wasn't there and he wasn't showing up to the combine and all that stuff. At least the Redskins made that decision well ahead of time so they could go in and they could have their draft, set up their roster. Like, they made that decision way ahead of time. The Bills waited until the day after the draft and then fired this guy. So who the hell would want to take over that job? Like, like nobody wants to inherit a bad property. Nobody wants to take over a property that, hey, oh, you know, you can move right in, man. It's, it's moving ready. The house is yours. Awesome. Yeah, but uh, there's sewage all over the floor. Were you going to clean that up before you left, or do I have some say? Oh, no, no, you just got to live in it. Yeah, just pull your pants up. Just In fact, I recommend sweatpants and the uh, crunchy stuff at the bottom so it just slides up over your calf. That way it's easier to pull up and you can just walk around in raw sewage, and that's what it's like here in Buffalo. Like That's what this guy's taking over. Has no say in any of it, has no say in the roster, no say in the coaching staff, no say in any of the development on this team. Oh, and by the way, you still get the Patriots twice a year. That's a, a, a complete disaster and another indication that that team has no shot. <laughs> like, literally no shot. Unreal. And hopefully the last time we talk about the Bills on national radio. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, again, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. A, a guy who's considered to be an MVP candidate is going to tell you why he has a major issue with one professional sports league. And he's going to tell you next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always uh, listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find it on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. You can also find uh, a little something Doug does every single day. It's it's a bit graphic. Uh, the segment is a bit graphic. It's a bit uh, a bit revealing. But since Doug is not here, I'm filling in for Doug, and he was filling in for Colin. They had to change the name of this next segment, and, uh, well, it's called this. <laughs> Let's reach into Jonas's sack. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You guys are sick in the head, man. I don't I don't I know John probably thought of that idea. That was probably John Ramos's <laughs> idea. Pervert. 
Uh, all right, so uh, Ryan Music, executive producer, superstar. What do we got? Uh, what do we got in my? You know what? Uh, it's great to be here with you, Jonas. Let me uh, hold on. Let me reach around. Let me see what do we got. No, a little bit more to the left. You want me to stand bit. up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. I think we're gonna go with this. Ooh. Big deal. Little deal. No deal. <laughs> All right, Jonas, here we go. Big deal, little deal, no deal. We start in the NBA with your favorite team. In fact, the Celtics lose to the Washington Wizards in game four last night. Series now is tied to a piece. Celtics guard Isaiah Thomas was a little upset. Here's what he had to say after the loss. It got to be called differently. Um, not not saying that's the reason why we lost. They went on a 26 overrun, and we can't have that on the road, but I, I can't allow it to be held and grabbed every pin down, every screen, and I don't even shoot one free throw. I play the same way each and every night. So I think, I mean, that has to change. So big deal, little deal, or no deal that Isaiah Thomas calling out the refs last night? Um, Little deal. I'll say, I'll say little deal because he's trying to get calls for the next game. It would be funny if the NBA responded and said, you know what, Isaiah, you're right. We went back and looked, and we do owe you some free throws, so we're going to spot you guys 10 points. Oh, you still <laughs> lost by nine. Oh, you, oh, so you still lost by nine, even though we spotted you 10 points. Man, what a bummer. You know who did win that game, though? A little friend of ours, Live Bet Jesus. Like, oh. Little C's plus 19 and a half and Live <laughs> right. Bet Jesus. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Got yeah, in on the action because yeah. he like had it. to because <laughs> he lost every other bet. Hey, gotta gotta hedge those bets, yeah. Jonas. Any way you can. All right, we'll keep it in the NBA, but we'll move to the Western Conference. It was announced today by the Houston Rockets that their backup center Nene will miss the remainder of the playoffs due to a torn left adductor. Now, he did actually improve in the playoffs over the regular season, averaging ten points, over four and a half rebounds, and almost eighteen minutes a game. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. Houston Rockets backup center Nene will be out for the remainder of the playoffs. Well, it's a big deal because that's probably the end of his career. Because he he was considering retiring, like he was done and 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 ready to walk away. And then he came back for Houston, and he was finally going to make a run in the playoffs. And yeah, we all know how this probably would have gone up against Golden State. So it's a big deal for him because his career is probably over. Um, I'd rather have now the injury he has is a torn abductor. Is that what it's called? Adductor. Okay. Well, I'd rather have that than the coffee here at Fox Sports Radio. Oh. I can tell you that. Do you have a torn trachea from that coffee? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it's. Uh, I'll get fired for saying that. Hey, so well, I'll come leave on, that man. Alone. We're on serious. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I'll, wait, I'll wait till the break. <laughs> All right. Let's get a little golf here. I know we don't have any Dan Beyer, but we'll go a little bit of golf God, here. I love golf. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Jonas, I know you're a big fan. John Daly. Won his first PGA event since 2004 at the age of 51. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that John Daly in his American flag pants is still out there winning tournaments at the age of 51. That's a big deal because it just goes to show that nothing can stop you from being successful. Not even like a huge alcohol problem. To the point to where you're having a nervous breakdown on the course several years ago. I, I, I forgot about that one. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Where they were, it was like uh, they did a thirty for thirty or some documentary on Daily. I didn't know that his booze was so bad that he was having a nervous breakdown on the course at an event years and years ago, like shaking 
drinking a Diet Coke because he was either hungover or he just couldn't get a hold of his addiction, which is what made yesterday so so brilliantly done by a lot of his other players on the on the tour that were competing against him as they showered him in champagne. That's a, <laughs> that's a good thing to do with a guy who's had uh, uh, issues with drinking. Just pour booze on him. <laughs> well, Jonas, we'll go to the NFL here. A report from Monday Morning Quarterbacks Peter King says that some 49ers staffers believe that former 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick may prefer activism over football. So is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal that some former 49ers employees think that Colin Kaepernick would rather be an activist than pursue a career in the NFL? Uh, It's a big deal. It's a big deal for everybody that uh, reached uh, and and started talking about how, well, uh, (laughs) you know, if Kaepernick were, uh, if he he didn't make those, uh, those political comments, he'd have a job. You know, if he didn't, uh, so it's a big deal for them because it's going to put a hole in their theory that maybe Kaepernick just doesn't want to play as much. And maybe he's not, look, it's like Cutler. If if you were Cutler, why would you want to, you're used to making a certain amount and you were playing on a bad team. So why would you want to take less and still play on a bad team? Like why would Kaepernick, he played on one of the worst teams in the league last year. Why would he take a significant pay cut and go play on another bad team? Because anybody that'd be interested in him is a bad football team. Yeah, I just find it interesting that no one considers the idea that maybe Colin Kaepernick isn't as interested in joining the NFL. Yeah. And it's always like, oh, oh, it's just teams aren't letting him play. And it's like not the fact that maybe he's moved on from football. It's just a very one-sided story. And people have options. You know, like, like majority of us don't have options. But if you've got money and you've made money and you've had success with it, you, you ever no- notice like it's always it's your friends that are the most financially set that are the ones that are like, now, I think I'm going to try something out for a little while. Well, yeah, you can do that because you have a ton of money. It's like uh, your, your, your friends who grow up and their parents are wealthy, they're always able to be a little more flexible with things because they always have that backing. So these guys are like that. They save their money. They can do what they want. It's good for him. <laughs> that was Jonas's sack. <laughs> sure was. Uh, we've got uh, more uh, rumored trades in sports. That's next. You know, sometimes you'll make moves and you'll make uh, you'll you'll have a strategy in place. You'll have an idea of what you want to accomplish and how you're going to get there. And then uh, sometimes it works, and then some other times it blows up in your face. That happened to somebody in sports. What a major, major disaster for an organization who may never be the same again. We'll have that for you here coming up in just a minute here on Fox Sports Radio. It is Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio, also on the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to the show on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. And we've been talking about uh, the NBA playoffs. The Cleveland Cavaliers are on to the conference finals. Really, really struggled. Uh, They really struggled uh, trying to get past um, the first two rounds of the playoffs. Really, uh, man, Indiana. God, if they would have just hit that one shot in game one, man, that would have been a completely different series. They could have just hit that shot. If Paul George would have gotten that shot in game one against the Cavs, man, LeBron and them sure are in trouble. And the Cavs will have probably about another week or week and a half off until Washington and Boston figures out who wants to take turns blowing out the other team and who wants to go on a 26 to nothing run. And then there'll be the sacrificial lambs in the Eastern Conference Finals as LeBron and the Cavs are on their way to another NBA Finals. It's a wrap. Don't let anybody tell you any different. And so... If, if we acknowledge that and we understand 
that LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are the best team in the conference. We also understand that Golden State in the Western Conference is better than anybody else out West. So as Golden State puts on the finishing touches of the Utah Jazz and they move on to the Western Conference Finals, awaiting a Houston team that is now banged up with Nene out, a San Antonio team which is banged up without Tony Parker, we're all just sort of going to meet in the same spot again. It's like the NBA playoffs are, we're, we're, we're witnessing a rerun. You know, you need the stuff in the middle to be good enough. We are talking about this last week. You need the stuff in the middle to be good enough to want to sit through the movie again. Shawshank Redemption, the ending's great. He, you know, he gets out of prison. He meets up with Red later on down the road. They hug on the beach. And, and what, what a triumphant return for Andy and Red. Dufresne and Red just hugging on the beach. But it's the stuff during the movie that's so good that keeps you wanting to come back for more. We all know how it ends, but anything that you watch over and over again, if you know how the ending goes, it's got to be good enough in the middle to want to be enticed to stick around for it. That's all you're hoping for between Boston and Washington and Houston and San Antonio. We're going to see the same ending no matter what. Let's just keep it enticing in the middle. And so if we all acknowledge that and we can see clearly there are two teams in the NBA that are far better than anybody else – it goes back to certain strategies. You know, what, what's your strategies? You know, how are you going to close the gap, as they say? You remember when uh, at the trade deadline, all we heard was, got to give Toronto a lot of credit. They're going for it. Man, those Raptors, they're going for it. Good for them. Good for the Toronto Raptors. Okay. So Toronto traded Terrence Ross, Jared Sollinger, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks, and they got back Serge Ibaka, P.J. Tucker, and four wins in the playoffs. That's how that trade worked out at the end. (laughs) That's the haul that Toronto took back, and boy, was it worth it. Oh, and by the way, Ibaka and Tucker are both free agents this offseason. So if you're Toronto, you may have technically lost seven players for four playoff wins. You did nothing. <laughs> it is like you talk about a move, a strategic move that completely blew up in somebody's face. You had no shot. And you knew you had no shot. The players on that team knew they had no shot. Kyle Lowry's already opted out. He's going to be testing the free agent market. Who knows if he stays in Toronto? Who knows if he wants to, to, to go to L.A.? You're not sure how this whole thing's going to work out or figure itself out. Here was DeMar DeRozan after the game on Sunday talking about playing the Cavs. If we had LeBron on our team, too, we would have we went on. You know, we, we, could say that. we could say that all day, time, everything, but, you know, we didn't. You know, it happened. You know, we got swept. And, you know, it's going to be a, one of them long summers for us. Think about that. That guy just got swept in the playoffs. His organization went out and mortgaged part of the future to try and, quote, win now. And his response after the season has been over for about an hour is, if we would have had LeBron James, we would have won too. Not... Hey, give credit to our organization. You know, they they took some risks, and we really thought we could do it. Basically acknowledging, yeah, we, the Toronto Raptors, wasted our time at the deadline. 
Everybody out there started handing out draft grades. I look back at a couple of them. I think Sports Illustrated gave the Raptors a B. They gave the Raptors a B for their willingness to go out and trade for big pieces. Crucial elements to a basketball team seeking an NBA title. Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker. That was the missing piece. That's exactly what that team needed because they were going to compete with Cleveland this year. You literally have lost seven players, and it got you four playoff wins. It's it's like the Oakland A's. The A's, So Billy Bean had always had this, well, you know, he's going to do it his way. He's going he's gonna to find guys, uh, you know, it's money ball, and he's going to get these guys that nobody else wants that, can, that just get on base, and, you know, it's, it's a numbers game, and, and we're, gonna, we're not going to go out and we're not going to chase World Series. They're going to come to us, and we're going to do it on the cheap. So Billy Bean goes out and he makes all these, you know, all these moves and just these stealth moves and revitalizes careers and he's got a good pitching staff. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years ago, Billy Bean said, you know what? I'm going to go against everything that I've stood for as a guy who runs an organization. I'm going to go out and I'm going to trade for guys. He went out and he got John Lester. Man, Lester's going to be a key member of this team. He went out and he got Jeff Samarja. He went out and he got Jason Hamill. I mean, they went for it. He got pitching depth. He got frontline starters. He got guys that have been in the World Series. John Lester had won a couple of World Series. He was tested in the playoffs. And not only did Billy Bean do all that, but he even traded away the top prospect in his organization. Addison Russell was the number one prospect in their organization, and Billy Bean said, nope, I'm going for it now. I think there's an opening. We're going to go chase this thing now. Got to the wild card, were holding on to a lead against Kansas City, and completely fell apart. And what happened that offseason? Not only did you lose your best prospect in your organization, John Lester, Jason Hamill, and Samarja all went back to Chicago. <laughs> Lester signed with the Cubs, Jason Hamill returned to the Cubs, and Samarja went to the White Sox. Oh, and by the way, Addison Russell, he would go on to win a World Series a couple of years later with the Cubs. That was Billy Bean going outside of the box and saying, you know what? This is the year. We're going to go chase it. It's exactly what Toronto did. And guess what? Completely blew up in their face. Absolutely outclassed. Absolutely humiliated. But I do want to give a round of applause to the Toronto Raptors. Can we get a round of applause to our studio audience here? A round of applause. Good job, Toronto. Huge move made by the Toronto Raptors as the Raptors. Yeah. Nice. The Toronto Raptors. Only lost by seven yesterday. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, that's right. Here yeah. you go. Nice. Yeah. Over 12. Nice. Outstanding. That's what I'm – see, and I knew that if they would have gone out and traded away all those players in those draft picks and they brought back Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker, that's why. Because they were sick of losing by double digits – so in a closeout game, they only lost by seven. So congratulations again to the yeah, Toronto Raptors. An outstanding job done at the trade deadline. Canada. Way to get it done. Way to get it done. You got to be kidding me, man. What a waste of time. What an absolute waste of time the trade deadline was for the Toronto Raptors. It's like people were talking, uh, and I remember we were doing the show, Dan Byer and myself. By the way, Dan Byer got married over the weekend um congratulations dan and then he uh, no showed on a monday so he oh. is spitting your face as a listener <laughs> apparently his wedding and his wedding weekend is more important than you the listener i just want you to understand <laughs> that. okay he is spitting your face 
But we were talking about it when Boston didn't make a move at the deadline, and everybody was criticizing Boston, saying, "What are you doing? You got you got all these move, all these assets out there. Why aren't you making some trades? Why don't you go out and try and trade for somebody?" First of all, who says they didn't? Who says that that some of the responses they got back were astronomical? The, the trade requests that they got back from teams were astronomical from the Chicago Bulls or the Indiana Pacers who didn't want to trade their best player in conference to the Celtics without, who knows, they were asking for just unreasonable trade demands and requests. Who's to say that wasn't the case? Secondly, look at this Cleveland Cavalier team now. Is there anybody Boston could have gotten without sacrificing their depth and future draft picks that would lead you to believe they could compete with Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals? Not a chance. So Danny Ainge sat tight. As an organization, they made no moves at the deadline. And you know what part of that was? Them conceding Cleveland's still the best. No move we can make out there is going to ca- close the gap between us and the Cavaliers. So why are we wasting our time? And everybody wants to criticize them. God, that's just despicable. You got, a, you got an opportunity to compete for an NBA championship and you're holding on to it for draft picks? At least Toronto had the guts to go out and trade away draft picks in their future to try and win now. And it got them four wins. (laughs) And they were annihilated (laughs) by Cleveland. Absolutely annihilated. One of the best players on your team saying, yeah, well, if we would have had LeBron James, I mean, we would have won too. One, two, three, (laughs) four. Hey, uh, Mike Francesa, one more time. How many playoff wins did all the trade deadline activity get the Toronto Raptors this season? Uh, One, two, three, four. Well worth it. Losing seven players for four wins. Outstanding job. And then Wick Grosbeck, the owner of the Boston Celtics, before the playoffs started, said, we're not as good of a team as the Cleveland Cavaliers. How How could you have that loser mentality? You mean, how could you have that honest mentality? What would you rather have? Well, at least we tried. At least we, at least we went for it. And, and guess what going for got you? Minus seven players, four wins, and your best player has just opted out of his contract, and he's going to test the free agency market. Like th- This whole idea that anybody thought this was going to go any other way, you were crazy. How did we get into this? I'm just trying to fill time, Gene. Okay. What do you want me to do? I'm I'm filling in for Doug. You think they're going to play any of this back on TSN in Canada? Will we get uh, any love from uh, TSN? (laughs) Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I do want to let you know, by the way, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app or on SiriusXM Channel 83 as well. You can tweet me, uh, all four of you Raptors fans, uh, which equals the number of playoff wins you had this postseason after those huge deadline deals. You can tweet me at the Jonas Knox. I uh, do want to let you know we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, and on average, save over three thousand dollars off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Up next, an NFL team that some people have picked to win the Super Bowl is still dealing with one of the worst draft picks in recent history. I'll explain next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. 
You can always listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find it on Sirius XM Channel 83 as well. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier. Now, we're going to get to a, a draft decision, an NFL draft decision that doesn't get enough it doesn't get enough attention for how poor this decision was we'll get to that here coming up in just a minute but we were talking about how some people out there we can tell just by the number of tweets that come in whether or not and the quality of the tweets whether or not you have been day drinking all right we have that ability here it's almost like a a breathalyzer on twitter so we're able to see how much you have drank based on the tweets that you send in Now, I don't want to out anybody because who knows? Maybe your boss is listening, and I don't want to give your Twitter handle out, and all of a sudden now your boss knows that you're out boozing when you said you weren't feeling well. You know, when reality is you couldn't come to work because you're at a cantina, and you don't know where your car is, and you're on a four-day bender. So I don't want to out anybody in that regard. I, I really, I don't want to out anybody in that regard. But I will say this, because the following tweet was sent in. The Celtics will overcome the Washington Wizards and eliminate the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Hashtag Celtics Pride. Hey, barkeep, uh, who's got your water? All I know is this. That's a man who is walking around his apartment and has an IV of Jack Daniels strapped to him. Because what the hell have you been watching that you think Boston has any shot whatsoever against Cleveland? Like, there, there is no chance. It's over. It, it's okay to acknowledge that you know how the movie's going to end before it ends. It's okay. Because it's over, Johnny. It is. My name's not even Johnny. <laughs> but think, party it up, man, and take the day off. Get after it a little bit. Bend the elbow. Be responsible. Get Uber or Lyft to take you home. Don't get behind the uh, the wheel of the car. Just play it safe. And um, next time you actually do watch the NBA, open your eyes. Just do it with your eyes open because that way you can clearly see that nobody is going to compete with Cleveland in the East. Nobody has a shot. Book it. Mark it down. And the best part is, if I'm wrong, it's not my show anyway, so I won't be back. So I, I don't have to be held accountable for what happens. I can just make bold predictions and be reckless, and that's just going to be that. It's like when John, the other day, oh, you know, last week we were talking on the show, and John Ramos said that uh, Mervyn's has closed all their stores. And then, and then we realized, you know, if somebody works at a Mervyn's and is listening to this, we'd like to let you know that we're not positive on that. So you still do have a job. We just, there's none around us anymore. I came back on Jonas and I said, look, that was reckless. <laughs> reckless radio. Yeah, it was. I have no idea. It's fun though. Hey, yeah. Why not? Let's just, we've let's... got uh, more uh, rumored <laughs> trades in sports. That's next. Absolutely. The most botched tease in the history of sports talk radio <laughs> happened earlier in the show. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. All right. So, um, Before we get to this story in the NFL, I do want to tell you about Farmers Insurance. They're fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. They put on one of the premier events every single year at Torrey Pines, the golf tournament, the Farmers Classic. It's awesome. If you can go, you should go because when things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 89 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Visit Farmers.com. We are farmers. The Dallas Cowboys get a lot of credit for their draft class last year. 
They get a lot of credit. And um, a lot of it was luck. Let's be honest. A lot of it, they were fortunate to be in the place that they were to have some of the picks fall the way that they fell. If Carson Wentz is sitting there at four, Dallas takes him over Ezekiel Elliott. That's a fact. That's been acknowledged. Dallas really wanted Carson Wentz. But instead, they pick Ezekiel Elliott. He has a good season. A fantastic season. An outstanding player. But he was running behind an outstanding offensive line. So you can make the case, if you wanted to, that you could have taken a running back later on and had the same results. Or at least close to the same results. Then they get credit for Dak Prescott. Never mind the fact that they passed on Carson Wentz. Never mind the fact that they tried to move up to get Paxton Lynch. Never mind the fact that they tried to move up to take Connor Cook. Dak Prescott was sitting there. He was their fourth option of the draft, a quarterback, and they selected him. Oh, and by the way, he was third on their depth chart. He doesn't play unless Romo gets hurt and unless Kellen Moore gets hurt. So that's very fortunate. They fell into those moves, but give them credit. Same draft class. That's how the story is going to be written. That's how the story is going to be told forever and ever. In that same draft class, the Dallas Cowboys made a selection, which is one of the worst moves in recent NFL history. Dallas, in the second round, took Jalen Smith, right? A a high pick in the second round of the draft, they took Jalen Smith. Now, Jalen Smith was out of Notre Dame. He, Mike Mayock, who's the draft guru at NFL Network, said Jalen Smith was his top-rated player in the NFL draft. And you would think getting a top-rated player in the NFL draft in the second round, that's a steal. Here's the problem. His leg almost fell off in a bowl game. Fiesta Bowl gets his knee completely destroyed. Terrible break. An awful injury. And it's was reported he may never play football again. Who knows how this is going to turn out? And so they took him high in the second round. Now, Jason Garrett was updating people on Sunday night and talking with members of the media Sunday night, and he said that for the upcoming minicamp, because Jalen Smith didn't play a snap last year, he was out the entire year as he's trying to recover from this knee injury, that Jalen Smith is going to go through meetings and walkthroughs only. So they're going to dial it back on his recovery, and they're not going to let him participate all the way through. Here's how bad that injury was. He just recently, because of the damage to the nerve, he just recently is able to lift his foot up again. And you took that guy in the second round? Like, what? He's got one leg. And that was a second-round draft pick. And everybody was like, man, that's... And this is no knock on Jalen Smith. Not knocking the guy at all. It's terrible what happened to him. He was a fantastic football player. If he's available at the top of the draft, that draft is completely different. That changes the course of that draft. Because if I'm Cleveland or I'm Tennessee... Not a shot. I'm trading out of that spot if I can land Jalen Smith because he immediately makes a difference on both those teams. Then you had the trade between the Rams. Then you had, uh, you know, the trade where the Eagles moved up in the draft as well, too. If Jalen Smith is there at the top of the draft and healthy, changes the course of that draft. And who knows how it changes the courts of, of guys like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz's career. Ezekiel Elliott. He's probably not in Dallas. So it changed the course of the draft at the top last season. But the idea that you took a guy early in the second round 
who not only didn't suit up and play a down for you last season, you took a guy high in the second round who just recently was able to lift his foot up again. And everybody's talking about what a great draft class this is. It's one of the more the luckiest draft class because if it doesn't go the way that it went with Dak Prescott and with Ezekiel Elliott last year, you know what one of the first conversation would have been had was? Yeah, and then you, there you are picking high in the second round, and you took a guy that, that's not even going to suit up for you. It's terrible. I feel bad for Jalen Smith. He's never going to be the player he was. Who knows if he ever plays again? But that is insane to me that you would spend a high a high draft pick in the second round on a guy who's got one leg. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well as on Sirius XM Channel 83. And you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, a former pro bowler, one of the more talked about athletes over the last several days, is going to tell you how he came to the biggest decision of his life. We'll have that for you in 60 seconds. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. We are brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to buy a new or a used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Go to truecar.com. So Doug does a little something on this show to highlight some of the great shows we have here at Fox Sports Radio, and it's something that we call And this. now. <laughs> what does the fuck say? Doug was filling in for Colin Cowherd earlier today and had a chance to catch up with the newest member of the NFL on Fox family, Jay Cutler. Here was Doug's conversation from earlier today, heard on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates with Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, Fox NFL analyst joining us. All right, let's get to the stuff everybody wants to talk about. When that was posted, did you know it was going to be posted? When was posted? The photo, the Instagram of you nude looking out over the water. See, Kristen asked me. So, I mean, we were at, we were at, we were in Tulum, actually. Um, the beach we were on was like this private beach, and it was kind of, uh, I mean, it was nude-friendly, if that is uh, a thing. And I was just walking out on the balcony, and she just snapped that picture because the bed was right there. But then she did ask me uh, later if, if uh, she had posted, and I was, at that point, I didn't really care. Jay Cutler joining us, Fox NFL analyst. Look, you've been through a lot with Chicago Bears, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and through the through the good, through the bad, several different coaches, bunch of different mm-hmm. offensive coordinators, bunch of different teammates. When they you found out that they were going to release you, how'd you feel? You know, it was mixed emotions. I, I like you said, I thought I had a good feeling that um, it was coming. You know, in my exit interviews uh, with Ryan Pace, I mean, he's a positive guy, and I wish them all the best. But you know, I could just I had I mean, I had a gut feeling that they were going to go a different direction. And, you know, I think that both sides kind of just felt it was. It was time, um, you know, for the good or the bad or whatever whatever it is. Uh, and I think everyone just felt that it was time to go in a different direction um, for everybody. There was talk that you guys had called Houston and they didn't return your call. How, how accurate yeah. is that report? That's not accurate. My agent, Buss, uh, had a few different conversations with them, and they were, they were very honest and open about, um, you know, what they were doing and, you know, where they felt uh, – felt on me and you know it just wasn't really in their plans obviously so uh you know them not calling us him back isn't that that never happened had you decided to retire before you did the fox uh interview and audition i was definitely leaning that way i mean i was pretty set that if it went well with fox that 
uh, you know, ultimately this that that would would be the route that I would go. Here's the weirdest thing, though. Uh, yeah. Jay Cutler joining us, Fox NFL analyst. I've, I've done college basketball for uh, 15 years, my 16th year. And I can, mm-hmm. I can tell you beyond a reasonable doubt, like the hardest thing about doing it is you have no idea if you did a good job, right? Like yeah. you have, you have yeah. zero idea. So yeah. um, how'd you prep first for, um, for the audition? That's a great question. You know, I've watched sports my whole life. And, you know, you hear uh, analysts and, and the play-by-play guys, and, you know, you know that that's part of the game. But I've never, like, sat down and thought about, like, all right, what if I was actually doing that job? Like, what all does that entail? Like, what goes into that? What do you say? And so I had to like, go back and, like, watch games and be like, all right, what's the what's the analyst saying? When does he talk? When does he not talk? And kind of just see that what that what that dance is like between the play-by-play and, and the analyst. And, uh, I mean, it was interesting. And, you, you you know, I've watched enough football and I've been around football enough to, you know, to kind of fill in the gaps and, you know, add some, some uh, different perspectives and stuff to it. But, um, I think there's definitely an, a kind of an art form to to doing that job, which which was completely foreign to me. At some point, though, the, you you got the offer. You know, you felt like you wanted to do it. You felt like you were close for time. But at some point, you have to make the actual decision. What was the? <clears throat> when did you say we're doing it? You know, the offer came in. Um, you know, we worked out all the details, and you know, it was just waiting on me to kind of green light it and move forward. And Kristen was here. Uh, the boys were here. I talked to Bus. Um, that morning, and you know, I was like, "No, if, it, if we can get it worked out, I'm probably going to go this route." But then, actually, you know, then I I, I had to take you know 30 minutes to an hour, um, and, and I talked to Kristen about it, and I was like, "You know, if I make this call, like it's it's over, you know, it's done and done." And um, you know, after I made the call and uh, you know told him, "All right, let's do this," there it, it was it was different um, because now you know that you know that football is is over and you're not going to play again. I mean, there's no, I mean. I, I'm not going back. I mean, it's done and over with. And you know that that portion of your life that you spent so much time um, investing in and, and and being a part of is is now done and over. And you know, I, it's, I don't think it's set in yet. I mean, once August hits, and you know, we we uh, training camp, and you know, I'm at home. And I think that's when it's definitely gonna um, you know come to life a little bit more in my mind. Okay, so um, like you know, Andrew Luck goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down. Like you, kind of go yeah. around. You go. You go around the league, and you yeah. a, a playoff team loses their quarterback, and they're like, "All right, who can do this? Who's a pro who can do it? Who knows the league? Who can come in and spin it for us?" And yeah. and they call you. Green Bay Packers call you. Like Brett Hundley, yeah. they've talked about moving on. I know they get drafted rookie, but and they say, "Jay, we, we want you to come in and fill in." Uh, yeah. What's the likelihood that you would come back if the right team called? Um, you know. Everyone loves hypotheticals, and I think the, the new world that I'm getting into, um, you know, I've always tried to stay away from as much as possible as a player. But you know, in uh, in the media world, though, that's uh, you know, that's kind of what you have to do. And uh, you know, honestly, Green Bay Packers call. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to do it. I don't think they would ever call me, um, but uh, I'd probably have to pass on that. What What about the Bears? I, I've heard you say yeah. that. Look, they shouldn't play Trubisky. They just no matter how far downhill it goes, you should let yeah. him sit. You should let him learn. You got Mike Glennon. Yeah. Uh, you'll be you'll be you'll be fine. Um, can Can they create their type of environment where he can ultimately succeed? Yeah, I mean, I think they can. I mean, I think that uh, they've got the 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 people there that know know what it takes to to have a good quarterback. I mean, you look across the league and. You know, to have good quarterback play, you got to have some good players around the quarterback. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. I mean, there's no one out there 
uh, you know, winning games and, and throwing for huge numbers unless they got some dudes around them. Maybe the one exception to that rule is Aaron because he makes so many plays uh, outside the pocket and, and on the run and um, improvises a lot. But other than that, I mean, it's, guys have really good players around them. And I think the Bears know that. Um, and I think you look at the roster now, and I'm sure there's going to be some guys that, that flash and are a little bit unexpected. Um, and, and maybe maybe uh, the kid comes in and he, he's unbelievable and he lights up training camp and he's, he's a lot more ready than anybody thinks. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. You, you mentioned that you got to have guys around you. Who's the guy, if you're no longer in the NFL, who's the guy who you had the most respect for, yet those of us in the media, we can't see it because we're so caught up in wins and losses and we don't realize he just doesn't have a good enough team around him? Um, I think Matt Stafford is starting to get a lot more, uh, a lot more pub, and you know people are starting to see how how talented he is. And I, I mean, he, he's gotten a lot better um, as he's gone through the league, like anybody else. But you know, he didn't win a lot of games early on, and uh, I mean, he's super, super talented guy. And he just didn't have a lot of, didn't have a lot of weapons. I mean, he always had Calvin, but you know, you can only you know you can only pump it up to Calvin so many times a game. You know, you got to have a good defense, special teams, and you got to have a really good offensive line. And they're starting to, you know, everyone's starting to realize how good of a player he really is. Quarter, from 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 the quarterback's perspective, for yep. you, who's the guy who you feel like is the best at the craft ever? Uh, I mean, I think it's hard to say Tom Brady isn't. I think it's really hard. Um, he's been in a really good situation. I mean, I think he'd probably be one of the First to admit that with with uh, Belichick there, and um, early in his career, their defense was was really good and caused a lot of problems for other teams. And you know they were able to uh, you know let him grow in the offense. And he's had he's been in the same offense for you know 17, 18 years. They've obviously changed it and, and added to it and deleted some stuff over the years. But uh, you know to win five. Um, Super Bowls in this league in a career is is, is, is mind boggling. No, it's, it's obscene. It's obscene. Yeah, and he, I don't did know. It, he did it without Gronk. I think, and I think they do an unbelievable job of getting the type of players that um, that Tom feels comfortable with and wants to use. You know, he he doesn't need a huge number one receiver. He wants guys that can get open underneath. They use the tight ends really well. They change up uh, formations and personnel. I mean, they, they they I mean they do a really good job. Yeah. They do. Hey, man, I can't wait to uh, can't wait to hear you call. You know, your your first game, by the way, is a Bears preseason game. Like, I, is that I know. Like, like, I know. They whenever uh, whenever I uh, we finally uh, finalized the deal and stuff, they they asked me how I felt about doing Bears games, and I was like, I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, that uh, I think it'd be easy for me because I'm uh, so I was so involved there, and I know that team so well. Yeah, teach us something we didn't know. That's all we that's all we ask of you. You know more about it than than all the rest of us combined. We really appreciate you joining us. Congrats on an outstanding career, Jay. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was uh, Doug Gottlieb earlier today filling in for Colin Cowherd here on uh, many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates on The Herd talking with the newest member of the NFL on Fox family, Jay Cutler. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio, always on the iHeartRadio app. And you can listen to the show right now on Sirius XM Channel 83. You can also get me on Twitter, by the way, at the Jonas Knox. Up next, there was somebody who in sports who cost themselves millions of dollars, but they made the right decision. I'll tell you who it is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, listen to the show as well on the iHeartRadio app and on Sirius XM Channel 83. We do have to uh, give a little bit of credit 
to a somebody in football. They cost themselves millions of dollars, and would they do it all over again had things gone a little bit differently before they made the decision? So we'll have that for you here coming up in uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, do want to uh, bring in, though, quickly uh, our Major League Baseball insider. He is a well-known man. He is none other than John Ramos, a tech producer here at Fox Sports Radio. John, a couple of uh, quick-hitting MLB questions for you here. Hey, Jonas. Hey, John. Uh, first and foremost, why was Matt Harvey suspended three games? What are you hearing, John Ramos? You know what? This is some issues that we can't really get into right now on the air, so we're just going to have to wait and see more. But from what I understand, he will be pitching soon. Okay. Uh, that is uh, definitely uh, in-depth knowledge there from our insider, John Ramos. He seems to really have uh, have answered that question completely. Also, John, a uh, quick follow-up. Um, have you ever been to a New York Mets locker room before? I have never been in the locker room of the New York Mets. Okay, I just wondered if that was your sex toy that was in the locker that was caught on camera. I don't know if anybody <laughs> happened to see that. Uh, and uh, Do you know anything about that as well, John? Anything uh, on the... Well, having, in the having not been in the locker room at any time whatsoever in the many years of my life, okay. I cannot confirm right. nor deny any of that. I Listen, I, there's burning Major League Baseball questions. Not about the 18-inning uh, game that went on way too long in Wrigley on Sunday night, but uh, I think people want to know, why was Matt Harvey suspended? What did he do to get suspended? And whose sex toy was that in a locker at the that the Mets accidentally, and, and it actually accidentally went around on social media, where you could clearly see that object <laughs> in the locker, in the Mets locker. Uh, Jonas, there is some rumors that uh, he was suspended due to uh, being a bad pitcher. Oh, over okay. The last many years. Wow. Um, John Heyman, who covers baseball for FanRag Sports, longtime Major League Baseball insider, um, he says that Matt Harvey showed up. Um, and was in his PJs, like showed up to uh, sometime in his PJs, like he was wearing pajamas. Like it's just a bizarre, like nobody wants to say what's happening there in New York. Like something clearly happened for him to get suspended. He was the golden boy. Everybody thought he was going to be the next heir apparent superstar in New York. And he's doing well off the field. He's doing outstanding off the field. I mean, he is put together a resume already that puts him in the Hall of Fame. But there's something strange that's going on there. Either he didn't show up to the clubhouse or he showed up and he was in PJs. And then some people are linking him to the object that was shown in the Mets locker room, the sex toy that was in the locker uh, that, that was caught on camera as some guy was taking a picture. V- very bizarre what's happening there in New York. So if we have, uh, if we have, are able to find out who that belongs to, what happened with Matt Harvey, no doubt you'll get it here from our Major League Baseball insider, John Ramos. Looking forward to it, Jonas. I was hoping you are going to play that music again for no reason. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I do want to give a little bit of credit to somebody, but would they have done it differently? If you've got an opportunity to come out in the draft and you've got an opportunity to make millions and millions of dollars, the thinking is, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come out. This is my chance. If you're going to be taken as a high pick, why would you risk going back when you can make that money now? And that happened with Cardale, Cardale Jones of Ohio State. If you remember, Cardale Jones 
when he took over as the starting quarter, he was the third stringer. There were injuries at quarterback for Ohio State. And Cardell Jones is three games that people saw tape on him. He won a Big Ten championship. He won a semifinal game against Alabama. And then he won the national title. Those were his three games on tape as a college quarterback. There were scouts that saw him throw the ball, and there were people that were telling him, you could be a late first-round draft pick if you come out of the draft. And everyone assumed that was going to be what he, that he would come out of the draft. I mean, why would you go back and risk exposing any of your flaws when you can make a ton of money right now based on the limited amount of film that, that scouts and NFL teams and executives have on you? Cardell Jones made the decision to go back to school. And what happened? The more he played, the more he was exposed, and they ended up falling to the fifth round and was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Who knows how that's going to turn out, whether or not he's going to have a career in the NFL, but you got to give the guy credit for this. And this is part of the reason why people thought that he was going to come out after those three games when he performed at a high level in big moments for Ohio State. He sent a tweet out a couple of years ago, and actually in 2012 or a few years ago, he sent a tweet out that said, why should we have to go to class if we came here to play football? We ain't come here to play school. Classes are pointless. Everyone assumed you send something like that. First chance you get, you're coming out. He didn't. He went back. And not only did he go back, he actually graduated from Ohio State this past weekend. And on, on his cap, he had the quote, we ain't come here to play school. So you got to give the guy credit for this, for going back to school and graduating. Not a lot of guys do that. But if he had to do it all over again, you think he might have come out after those three games? Probably. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. Up next, there is a, there's a major problem in sports. We're going to try and solve it, and it might change the course of history. We'll have that for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. Someone in sports has gone completely against the grain. They've done it differently, and they've done it in a way that is going to cause problems for a lot of people. I'll explain who that is coming up here in just a minute. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are listening to the program right now. Happy Monday. We appreciate you taking part in the program here on Fox Sports Radio. So we were discussing this a little bit about LeBron James. And if you work, no matter what it is you do for work, your, your career or your job, if you're, if you're trying to figure out a long-term plan and you're working someplace part-time, if you do something really, really well and you have a lot of success in it, you go back to the routine or the habits that got you successful. You go back to what made you great. You know, you never hear in boxing, you hear about fighters changing trainers. It's never after a win. It's always after a loss because they've got to, you know, you know, sort of relearn the sport through the eyes of somebody else, work with somebody differently, see if they can get out something inside of them that they never thought was there before. And so that's how boxers approach things after a loss. You'll see a lot of them will go out and they'll get a new trainer or start working with somebody differently. It's never after they win. If you have success and if it's brought you, you know, glory in that sport or that profession, why would you go back on that? And one of the things that LeBron James did throughout the course of the regular season is he looked at at the NBA season, not just in the 82 games, 
but all the games he was going to play in the postseason. And LeBron James just basically, at this point of his career, said, I'm not playing these games during the regular season. I don't care that it pisses you off. It doesn't bother me, and I'm not going to let it bother me, whatever your criticism is of me sitting out of these games, because the payoff for me is greater in the long run because I'm going to be much more efficient in the playoffs and I'll be a better player. And you look at his numbers, he's been fantastic. It's the best LeBron James I think we've ever seen. He's averaging 34 points a game. He's averaging nine boards. He's averaging seven assists a game. He's shooting over 55% from the field, 47% from three. And by the way, he's playing 42 minutes a game. They're 8-0. Whatever he did to get to this point, why would you change it? And that's a problem for the NBA because the NBA has got a lot of money invested and you've got advertisers, you've got networks, you've got billions of dollars tied up in this NBA. And if your guys are picking and choosing when they want to play during the regular season, you need to somehow figure out a way to make it worth their while to not do that. Don't pick and choose when you want to play. Play in these games. It helps us, and in the end, it's going to help you. If LeBron James just steamrolls through the Eastern Conference like he's doing, you think he's going to do anything different next year to prepare for a season? Good luck having that conversation. Good luck telling your best player and the face of the league that what he's doing is hurting the sport. Really? Because it's not hurting me. I'm the best I've ever been, and it's year 13 or 14 in my career, and look at me go. And I'm only sitting down six minutes a game. So that whole conversation that they're going to try and have with LeBron James that Adam Silver has promised that they need to do something and they need to – you can't have that conversation now because it's clear that LeBron James' method works, and it works better than yours. It's clear that the way he strategized and the way that he prepared himself for the postseason worked. So why would he do anything different? Makes no sense whatsoever. Karan Butler joined the show earlier, uh, NBA champion, two-time All-Star, and he talked about LeBron James's approach and how it's paying off in this postseason. You see in the disposition night in and night out and the effort and energy that he's playing with, he's just dominating the Eastern Conference right now. and. You know, it's become the LeBron James Invitational. I think he's done a great job of, you know, preparing and staying ready. And, you know, from hyperbaric chambers to, you know, the cold tanks to, you know, cryo, he's had no major surgeries or anything like that. And he's been nothing short but amazing in that department. I mean, you can't deny it. You can't deny that whatever he did to get to this point is working. I mean, when guys on the Toronto Raptors – Guys like DeMar DeRozan, after the game, are talking about, well, if we would have had LeBron James, we would have won. You don't hear guys say that. You say that when you acknowledge there's nothing we could have possibly done to even compete or be competitive or even be somewhat close to Cleveland in this series. Every game was a wipeout. Game four was the closest it got, and Toronto still lost by three possessions. I mean, like, it's it's a complete mismatch. He's fresh, he's prepared, he's ready, there's no fatigue. And this is a guy who's gone to the NBA Finals six years in a row. I forget the exact number, but his LeBron's playoff time in his career, like the amount of games he's played in the playoffs, 
is more than two regular seasons or something like that. It's, it's a crazy statistic where LeBron James, if you count how much time he spent in the postseason, it's like two, it's like the equivalent of two years. And, he, and look at how fresh he is. He's got to be strategic throughout the season. He's got to take care of himself in a certain way. He's got to look at the end goal and say, listen, your end goal may be let's satisfy everybody every single night during the regular season on these big primetime games. My end goal is May and June. And if getting to May and June in a better spot means sacrificing those big time, big time games you're talking about, then tough balls. I got to make the call. Over 207 career playoff games. <laughs> Think about that. And look at how fresh he is. And you want to have an honest conversation with LeBron James after the season and say, hey, LeBron, we're going to need you to play some more of these games in the regular season. Hello? Hello? I would hang up on Adam Silver in a heartbeat. I'm not hearing that. My way works, and it works better than yours. If you sold advertisers and if you sold uh, the networks a bill of goods that you can't make up for, that's your problem, not mine. I'm winning titles. I'm chasing championships. The Eastern Conference is a wrap. I mean, Boston and Washington, that's a race for second place. That's all that is. It's a race for second place. Best case scenario, it goes seven games, so at least we can have something interesting and spread it out a little bit longer. But neither one of those teams has a shot in hell. Look at Toronto. Toronto mortgaged everything. Mortgaged everything to try and win this year because they thought, ooh, these Cavs, they look vulnerable. This is our year to strike. So Toronto went out, traded away a first-round pick in Terrence Ross, traded away Jared Solinger, traded away a couple of second-round picks, got back Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker, who are both free agents this offseason, and it got them four wins. LeBron's way works, yours doesn't. Why would he change? The other thing I, w- I was looking at in the M- and listen, I-, I say this, all right, and I'm going to be honest with you. I say this knowing it's never going to happen, all right? I'm admitting defeat before it, e- before it even takes. Consider me the Toronto Raptors, okay? It's over. It's a- I-, I understand this will never get done. But can it's over, Jim. Yeah. Can we please just acknowledge how bad this playoff round has been for the NBA? It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. There has been one game in this round of the playoffs. There has been one game that's been decided by fewer than double digits. Every game's a wipeout. Every single game's a wipeout. The only game that was decided by less than double digits was the closeout game between Cleveland and Toronto. It's been a complete, I mean, wipeout, wipeout, wipeout. And I don't know if it's something towards the mentality of an NBA player or maybe a coach, but we saw this in the NBA Finals last season where every single game was determined by double digits or more. At some point, it's like these players and these coaches just sort of acknowledge, why are we going to gas ourselves out trying to get back into this game? Like, what's the point? You know, we have some control in this series. What, what, what's the point here? 
let's just live to fight another day. But it doesn't look good. It's, it's not a good look for the NBA. And I know that the league is top-heavy, and I say this, again, acknowledging that it's never going to get done, but maybe we've got to have a conversation about changing the playoff format. Seriously. I, I, I've been trying to get people to understand that going back to a five-game opening round in the playoff, the five-game series, it creates a sense of urgency because you lose one of those first two games at home, and all of a sudden you may never play another home game again because you got to go two on the road. They've got to create some sense of excitement here. I don't know if, if you want to follow the, the NFL's format to where you let fewer teams in. If you follow the NFL's format where you let six teams in and the top two seeds uh, get to sit out the first round, I, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe give them a little bit of incentive to want to play during the regular season all those games, to want to get the first or the second seed so you can have a bye week. Or you know, or something like that. But they've got to create some sense of urgency in these playoffs. Because when you've got 16, I think it's already we've had 15 games played in this round, 14 out of 15 were blowouts. They've got to do something. There's got to be an answer to this. And, and I don't know if it involves stealing from baseball and having – you know, the nine and the eight seed battled out in a one-game playoff to, dis- to der- determine who gets the eight spot, or if you have the six and the seven to determine who gets the six spot. But something's got to be done because these games are awful. They are awful. I mean, the Wizards went on a 26 to nothing run yesterday. Like, how does that happen? How, do- how does that happen in a professional setting on one of the biggest stages that we have in sports and one team gets outscored 26 to zero? So, again, I acknowledge it's not going to happen because of the TV money. They're going to want as many games as possible, but we, we've got to have a legitimate, honest conversation about how this format is done because there, there, there is a better way to do this because the way right now is just not enjoyable. This round of the playoffs has stunk, period. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. You can also listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app as well. I want to let you know that we are brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for and on average save over $3,000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, we are going to talk with a Super Bowl champion and find out the secrets behind the NFL draft and selecting pro bowlers. We'll have that for you next. This is the Doug Gottlieb show. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox sports radio. You can always listen to this show on the iHeartRadio app as well. Uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we are going to talk to a super bowl champion and we're going to find out some draft secrets in the NFL. So we're going to find out whether or not you've got a winner coming out of the NFL draft. So we'll have that for you here coming up in just a couple of minutes here on FSR. This uh, Matt Harvey thing, can I just be, I'm going to be completely selfish here. All right. I do a uh, weekend. So I work here at Fox Sports Radio. I'm on uh, weekend overnights. All right. And it's fun because if something breaks late on a Friday, we get first crack at it. I'll be completely 100% transparent with you, and this is purely for selfish reasons. 
And I apologize to everybody that's on the airwaves here at Fox Sports Radio because everybody's fantastic. Everybody from Ben Maller to Jason Smith to JT the Brick, Steve Gorman Sports, Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick, Doug Gottlieb, Clay Travis. Everybody does a great job. I hope we find out what Matt Harvey got suspended for Friday at about 9 Pacific time at night because I want first crack at it. I am fascinated by this. Like, nobody can figure it out. All anybody knows is that something bizarre happened with Matt Harvey, and nobody's willing to talk about it. So please, please be a Friday news dump so I can get my hands on it first. Nobody can, nobody's able to figure this whole thing out. They just know something, something wrong, something's happening there. Let's uh, quickly bring in our Major League Baseball insider, John Ramos, here. Uh, John Ramos, who's been covering Major League Baseball for Fox Sports Radio for about an hour. John, uh, do we have an update on Matt Harvey and why he was suspended? No, we do not have an update. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I do have a feeling, though, it might be some sort of violation. There it is. Uh, Major League Baseball insider John Ramos. Oh, man. Um, and then also we've got uh, – you, you've got to be careful sometimes. Like, there are certain fan bases who uh, – they they don't really like criticism, all right. They're very bothered by it. And a couple of those fan bases, when you when you have honest criticism, constructive criticism, some people would call it, some of those fan bases aren't thrilled about it, and they will let you know because they are what uh, some people in the business refer to as ball washers. Uh, they uh, it's just what they are. They're fanboys. They're always going to side with their organization, and um. A guy on Twitter says, I wish you hadn't filled in for Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> Dallas was lucky in drafting Dak and Zeke, and Jalen has one leg? Wow. Now I know why you don't have your own show. Hashtag clueless. You can catch my show uh, Fridays and Saturdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time and also on Sunday with Brady Quinn at uh, 5 Pacific time as well. Janice! Janice! You know, some people call it overnight radio on the weekends, 12 to 4 p.m., Saturdays and Sundays in Bangladesh. <laughs> it's not funny, Mike. It's not funny, and it's not a joke either. <laughs> you can hear the show in Bangladesh on the iHeartRadio app, regardless of the laughter that the very rude Mike Piazza just chimed in with. <laughs> Pipe down. Okay, it's a, how, how can you look at the Cowboys and just, just be honest here? If you were to say, I tried for something three times and failed, so I had to settle for the fourth, and then that fourth ended up being great, would you would you call yourself a sleuth, like a draft sleuth? Like, ooh, I, I hit a home run here. I really nailed it out of the park here. If you failed on something three times and the fourth fell into your lap, and oh, by the way, the fourth only was successful because the two, you know, the other two in front of him, they both failed. How is that considered a home run draft? Dallas got lucky with Dak Prescott. Listen, the Patriots got lucky with Tom Brady. It's okay to have those conversations. There's nothing wrong with it. Everyone praises New England. Man, good for New England. They saw something in the NFL that nobody else saw in Tom Brady. No, they saw something after nobody else saw what they saw in Tom Brady, also after they passed on it five times. 
Dallas passed on Dak Prescott multiple times. He was option four of what was remaining in the draft. Ezekiel Elliott taking him that high in the draft when you had Darren McFadden rush for 1,000 yards the year before? Like, you could make the argument that Dallas's selection of, of Ezekiel Elliott that high in the draft at running back wasn't maybe the brightest move in the world. It worked out for him, but it doesn't mean it was intended to work as efficiently as it did. You could have probably gotten somebody later in the draft that would have been at, you know, effective running behind that offensive line. So the idea that Dallas took Jalen Smith, who just as of you know a month ago, just recently was able to lift up his left foot because of the amount of damage in that knee, it, it is a bizarre pick, that eye in the draft. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. I want to welcome in Wade Phillips, Rams defensive coordinator, a Super Bowl champion, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Wade, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. You bet. Glad to be with you. Yeah, so um, I, I want to get your thoughts on it. What, when you're looking at college film, and I know that the college game and the formations and the systems have changed a little bit, but when you're looking at college film, what is the most important element for you as a coach that you see and go, I want that guy on my team? Oh, wow. The most important. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's football instinct first. I mean, you know, especially defensively. Uh, I think how instinctive a player is as knowing where, you know, kind of where the ball is going and uh, in the field for the game itself. Now, you obviously have to be able to run fast enough and be big enough and strong enough uh, to play your position. There are certain limit, limits there, limitations, I guess. But um, but I, I think a, a guy that, you know, can find the football, can get to take the right angle to the football, uh, can, you know, uh, break and intercept the ball, uh, those kind of things are what I what I look for. Was there – give me a guy that you were right about, somebody that maybe you, you were one of the only people that believed in, and then somebody that you were wrong about, that you thought would translate over to the next level and it didn't work out. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, right about uh, – let's see. uh, uh I mean, over the years, I mean, you know, you you pick a lot of guys. I'm not sure. Uh, there were there were a couple of us that were real strong on JJ Watt, you know, and uh, we were we were right about him, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. That that was so, a home run. You know, but uh, but you know, like um, oh, uh, Sean Phillips at, at uh, was a, you know like a fourth round pick at uh, San Diego when I was there. Um, you know, there were some guys like that that came out to be good players that, that we liked, and uh, and they went on to be, uh, you know, better than better than expected or better 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 players. So, uh, but I mean, I you know, there's a whole bunch of them over the years. Uh, wrong about probably you know, uh, probably a bunch of them. You know, it's a it's a, a you know, it's a hard process. It's hard to, it's hard to tell. Obviously, you know that. You look at it, and you know, even what fifty percent of the first round picks right. don't always make it, or or don't pan out to be good enough. I guess so. Uh, we made a wrong picks, before, you know, before. Uh, and there's some guys I like. Some guys I like that didn't turn out very good that we didn't get. You know, you know, boy, I really like that guy, and then he went somewhere else and he didn't make it, so or didn't didn't play well. So, 
uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know which specific ones, right. but probably you could name any of them that, you know, uh, any team I've been with, you've made mistakes, certainly, and uh, in, in who you like and how well they turned out. He is a Rams defensive coordinator, uh, Wade Phillips, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb. What advice would you give to a young coach? I know obviously you're going to be coaching with Sean McVay, but you've been in the business so long. Uh, your dad was a legendary coach. You yourself have had a ton of success in the NFL. But in today's, in, in today's game, it seems like unless – I mean, you're not really given a long leash. You know, it's it's a couple of years. You've got to have results. And if you aren't, they'll just move right along and coaches get fired every year. What advice would you have for a young coach wanting to get into the head coaching profession in the NFL? Uh, well, <laughs> there's a, like we've always said, there's two kinds of coaches, you know, ones that have been fired and ones that are going to be fired. So <laughs> uh, you have to be ready for that. Uh, and it, it it's true. I mean, you don't, you don't look at, I mean, there aren't many Bill Belichick's or guys who were with the same team for a long, long time. So um, uh, you got to be adjustable as far as that's concerned. But advice I'd give, you know, I, you just do the best you can. Uh, uh, you know, try to try to help your players be as good as they can be, and 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 coach. Coaching is teaching, and uh, you know, teach teach. Uh, you know, have a teaching progression, I guess like we've had over the years that you can teach it to them fast so they can learn it so they can do well quickly. Uh, he you is know, uh, that's the main thing. He is uh, Wade Phillips, a Rams defensive coordinator with us here on Fox Sports Radio. So you have uh, your new memoir out. It's called Son of Bum, Lessons My Dad Taught Me About Football and Life. What was the number one thing your dad taught you football-wise that you still carry with you to this day? Oh, wow. Well, the, most of the book. <laughs> you know, he's my high school coach and then my college coach. And then he, I coached with him for 10 years, and he was certainly my hero. So, you know, I, I carried a whole, a whole lot of things. Uh, they're all in the book. But um, I, I think uh, overall it was just uh, how to work with people, you know, how he worked with people. And, and uh, you know, it, that, that part of it was a key thing, I think. Uh, well, if it's anything like your Twitter account, which is a must follow, especially uh, <laughs> if you want to go back and look at some pictures that uh, you were snapping as you guys were visiting the White House, just really well done. I mean, people actually visited the White House just going through your uh, your Twitter account and following at uh, Son of Bum on Twitter. If it's anything like that, I'm sure we'll get a, a fantastic read. Thanks so much for a few minutes of your time. We appreciate you it. You bet. All right, thank you, Jonas. That's uh, Wade Phillips, uh, Rams defensive coordinator here on Fox Sports Radio. Again, uh, the memoir is Son of Bum, Lessons My Dad Taught Me About Football and Life. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. I do want to let you know that we are brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to buy a newer used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Go to TrueCar.com. This guy might be, he might be the most disliked man in all of sports right now. And he is just 60 seconds away. You'll hear from him next. First, though, let's find out what's trending. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here, Fox Sports Radio. As always, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. So I am in for Doug because he was in for Colin. So he filled in for Colin Cowherd earlier today on The Herd. And in studio was LeVar Ball, the father of Lonzo Ball, very controversial. 
Uh, LeVar Ball has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Some people are very have very strong opinions about him, as he has very strong opinions about many things. And here was Doug Gottlieb's conversation with LeVar Ball earlier today on Fox Sports Radio. How did you come upon the price of $495? That's what I feel the shoe's worth. And like I say, a lot of these players, I bet you they was never in the room when the price point was uh, adjusted. See, Nike and everybody just throws the shoe out. My son is the one who had the creativity on the, on the shoe. So what's good about that is that's how much we feel the shoe is worth. So when you say creativity, like he had pencil and paper, or was it like the Nike ID stuff? It's, he was always creating you stuff? You don't need a, a pencil and paper if you got it in your mind. That's how you create it, in your mind. Yeah, but eventually you have to, some, somebody has to put pen to paper, right? Somebody has to, yes, to, to draw it Somebody out. has to put pen to paper, but only on the ideas of my son. Who's going to let a 19-year-old go ahead and develop his own shoe? Nobody is. So when he saw the, uh, that's a prototype, right? That you yes. guys, when he saw the prototype, was it like he it saw it in his mind? It was all to his specifications. Zoe created that whole shoe. He has to wear it. He has to perform in it. He knows what he likes. So I had no creativity in that shoe whatsoever. And all I care about is making sure my son likes a shoe that he likes and not something that somebody just thrown to him and say, hey, endorse this. You're doing all the running and jumping and you sitting back collecting the money. Has he, has he worn them to play in yet? Yes, Lonzo has done some things in them, but we have some other things we got to take care of. You know, because you can't go on a first run and just be like, okay, there's going to be some problems somewhere where he might, like, I might, I need some more cushion right here or I need this tighter right here. All right. Uh, LeVar Ball joining us here uh, in the herd. Doug Gottlieb filling in for Colin. So you guys, there was a public appearance, what, this weekend, right? Yes. Where it was you and Mello uh-huh. and Zoe. Yeah. But when you made the public appearance, like, you're not wearing... We were at sh- Baller's Life, and it was raining. I'm not wearing my good shoes in the rain. I oh. wear them raggedy Adidas. No, you see, you wear, you wear the slide. That's why you have the slides, right? Yeah, you wear the slides I, I out. I wear my slides when I'm being comfortable. I don't know if I was too comfortable in Baller's Life. Okay, but then when, like, all of a sudden, you, you make a huge announcement. Everybody's yes. talking about it, right? Yes. And then you make an appearance, and your sons are both wearing Jordans, and Who you're cares? wearing some Adidas. We got a lot of shoes. I know, but don't you have to sell your brand? We're going to sell our brand. Don't worry about it. We're doing good. How are the sales tracks? The sales are tracking very good. Can't you tell? Uh, like, uh, what's? Uh, uh, give, give me. Is there some numbers to it? Yeah, some numbers. Good numbers. Like, like how many? How many as of? How as about four hundred and ninety-five good numbers? Uh, four hundred ninety-five sales on four hundred ninety-five dollars. Either one you want to choose is good on you. <laughs> Levar Ball joining us uh, in in the herd. Um, how did how did Zoe feel? about the reaction that because there's a kind of a visceral reaction when when the when the price was announced well here's everything everybody's talking about the price let's throw the price out the window here's what it is it's a symbolic shoe and that comes with a price you don't just go to the store and say hey let me get a Kyrie Irving let me get a LeBron James let me get a KD and oh by the way throw in Alonzo Ball ZO2 how much involvement did you have on the coaching change at Chino Hills none that's something the staff made but if you wanted the if you, if you didn't want a coaching change to be made, you could have said, "Hey, you know, you you're not making a coaching change, couldn't you?" Well, I, yeah, I, I could have did that. Yeah, yeah. So, are you you pleased with the move? Are you? I'm you, pleased with the move because it was a little divided with the other coach there. Why? What was? I it? don't even want to get into that part as far as he was trying to say one thing and I was trying to say one thing. So you kind of got the kids going both ways. We already did it. A certain way to go thirty-five and zero, right? So when you start, but you also things, had Zoe the year before when you're thirty-five and zero. Oh, okay, but we had won sixty games in a row without Zoe. 
LeVar Ball joining us. Okay, so the, the question becomes, like, look, you've been an involved parent. You coach yes. your, you your kids um, in AAU ball. You mm-hmm. know, you had them play all together. They played all together in high school, and you've been involved in high school games. And to a certain level, it's harder at the college games. I think people's biggest question is, what's your level of involvement going to be when Lonzo is in the NBA? The same involvement I have right now. That's my son. That's it. Uh, they can't say one time I was up at a practice at UCLA just sitting there after a game. I'm hawking the coaches saying, what you guys doing after a loss? It's not about that. It's just the kids growing up in the beginning, they need some direction. And that's why I give them. After they get out of high school and do what they do, they're on autopilot. They got to play for the coaches they playing for. But there's there's the reaction to your comments about, hey, man, can't you know can't win it with with three white dudes okay. playing playing defense. That's just an opinion. No, I, I listen. I understand it's an opinion. I, right. The question becomes if things don't go well in the NBA, like right. if and it's somebody else's fault. You know how it is. Like well, you're going to attract. I only the attention. blame one person every time they lose. Who's that? Always my son. Always, he the point guard. So people start throwing this stuff out there. Levar blame this. And they never heard me say I blame the guys for losing. I only blame one guy for losing. That's my side. But you did say you can't win a championship with three white dudes defensively, right? I said that, yes. Okay, so the question, that's, that's not only so, so blaming your son. So what you trying son. to ask me? No, I'm just saying that's not that's only blaming your son. That's just an opinion, but I blame my son. This is something that I say. LeVar Ball joining us here in the herd. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. Let me play you Mike Brown. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's, let me play you Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay, Adrian Wojnarowski is— Who is that? He works for Yahoo Sports currently. It's a okay. website called the, the Vertical. Okay. Um, he's the— Foremost respected NBA reporter. I think that'd be an accurate way. Here's what he said about what people in the NBA think of your involvement, your company, tied with your son. It's more a source of amusement, I think, right now. Now, once Lonzo gets into the NBA, he's got to then exist in a locker room, and he's got to exist on the court where guys are going to love to go after him, especially if his father is still talking this can't go on, Doug. Let's say Phoenix gets the second pick and they draft them. Like, the dad can't start going after Eric Bledsoe. Look, if he goes to Phoenix, you okay. can't go after Eric Bledsoe. If he goes to the Celtics, you can't go after Isaiah Thomas. Th- that's really the fear. What, from, what do they mean by go after him? You can't say. Go down and choke him out? What, what do they mean by go after him? No, you can't be critical of I, I can't be critical as far as what? Of, as far as their play. I can be critical on anybody, anybody in the world. If I want to say it, I'm going to say it. I understand, but don't you think that puts your son in a tough place in an NBA locker room? It doesn't put my son in a tough place. Here's what I don't want. I don't want my son to go to the NBA and people put his hand on his shoulder and say, you know what, Zoe, we're not going to come at you because you're a great guy, so we're not going to go that hard on you in the first few years. I want everybody to come at him. It's the competitiveness. No, no, no. I don't think anybody. But that's what I'm saying. Everybody's going to come at your son regardless. Well, if you're you're worried about what I'm saying on the outside instead of playing my son on the court, you got the wrong thing going. I don't think it's worried about people coming out. I've told people, like, look, Lonzo Ball is a big enough name that guys are going to come at him anyway. Right. I'm talking about about your teammates, though. Why would the teammates come after Zoe? I'm saying the idea that if if you're critical of teammates, that makes it it more difficult to lead your team. It's just like the guys at UCLA. Do you think they're worried about what I'm saying? They're still going to be – those are Lonzo's friends. And those are all good guys. But if I have an opinion of something, I'm going to state it. Can't nobody stop me from doing it? I if know. you don't like it, fine. If you like it, fine. If you take it personal, stop wearing your feelings on your sleeve. Um, what happens if he doesn't go to L.A.? What happens if he doesn't go to L.A.? Zoe's goal was to go to the NBA. And that's it. I prefer him to play for the Lakers. If everything goes right, I'm going to speak it into existence. I would prefer him to play for the Lakers. We all make comparisons in players. Yes. I've said Jason Kidd. Right. You've seen him more. You know him. Right. 
Tell me who he reminds you of. He reminds me of Lonzo Ball. But you yes. can give me you can give me a, a parallel. He's the new breed. You ain't seen nothing like him yet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Y'all try to compare him to everybody. You say Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd six four. My boy six seven. My boy can jump. I don't, he can jump a little bit. Jason Kidd could jump a little bit. He can jump a little bit. Jason, he can't jump Jason like Zobo. Big, powerful. Yes, yes. He's he had, powerful. He had, Lonzo he had, longer. Block more shots. I would. I would agree. So, with that. so it's different. You know, people try to say he's like this guy. He's a little bit of every little player. He's not around yet. You ain't seen that guy. He's a better shooter. Uh, he's he is a better stance shooter. There's the question yes. about whether or not you can shoot the, the way is, in which you way know, in which you know he shoots in the NBA. Been talking about Zoe shooting like that. As long as that ball go in, we don't care if you wrap it around your back two times and kick it up with your foot. Uh, I actually think Trey Trey Young did that. Uh, the wrap around the back this is the Trey Young shot. It was fun to have you in studio. We really appreciate you doing it. Can't wait to see the sales numbers on the big baller brand ties, which Ooh. of course he's he's promoting already. That was uh, Doug Gottlieb's conversation with Lavar Ball earlier today on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Doug will be back in this chair tomorrow here on the show. Uh, Jonas Knox in for Doug here on Fox Sports Radio, also on the iHeartRadio app. And, yes, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Up next, though, Draymond Green has already started the war of words with LeBron James. You'll hear from Draymond Green, and you'll hear from him next. Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. We do want to get to the war of words that Draymond Green has already started up with LeBron James. We'll have that for you here in just a minute. I do want to remind you that coming up in about 10 minutes from now on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, always on the iHeartRadio app, it will be Steve Gorman Sports, a fantastic listen, a couple of really good dudes. Steve Gorman, Jeffrey Gorman will be here at the top of the hour, which is a radio term for 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Right now, though, we turn things over to the always fantastic Deb Carson for a little something that we call this. The Press. Deb Carson, welcome in. Thank you, Jonas Knox. Well, you know, Warriors for Draymond Green. Words today after shoot-around that might come back to bite him. Green says he is disappointed in the lack of the level of competition the Cavaliers have faced from either the Pacers or the Raptors. Green said, quote, I thought teams would compete a little harder. I just watched San Antonio-Houston. I like to watch good basketball. When you watch Cleveland play, you're only watching one side of the good basketball. That's kind of weak, end quote. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Draymond, is that kind of weak? Yeah. <laughs> Good for chiming in. Well, I mean, so he's basically just acknowledging what the rest of us have been saying for about six months. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, speaking of some of that competition, Raptors three-time All-Star point guard Kyle Lowry testing free agent. Uh, free agency. He's going to opt out of the final year of his contract. He has $12 million remaining on that last of a four-year deal, and he's leaving because he wants a ring. Wow. So he, uh, so that whole move at the trade deadline and let's go chase the Cavs, this is the year. And now you may not have Kyle Lowry as well, too. Exactly. I, I wonder if DeMar DeRozan would have still re-signed in Toronto had he realized that Kyle Lowry was going to leave. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> do, do you think this will get as much of a bad reaction that Kevin Durant got when he left Oklahoma City? No, of course yeah, probably not. not. No, yeah. he's not the superstar Kevin Durant was. Now, speaking of superstars, the Matt Harvey versus the Mets story continues to become more strange. This uh, courtesy of John Heyman. So here's a little recap. We're led to believe Matt Harvey went golfing Saturday morning, drove his foursome back to the city, woke up with the worst headache he'd ever had, texted 
or maybe they texted him. We still don't know. Sometime between uh, 3 to 4 to let his coach, his uh, pitching coach, know that he wasn't going to be at the park that night. Uh, and at about 10 p.m., Jonas, people showed up, met security people, showed up to check on him. He answers the door in his PJs. We still don't know the whole story. This is so bizarre. <laughs> like, what, like, I don't doesn't it feel like there's something more here that's not being told? Absolutely. Like there's another does. layer to this because why would you suspend the guy three three days? And then why would you show up to check up on him unless he, he's four? <laughs> I mean, at least he was there. Yeah. You know, at least he was at home. So, I mean, that's a good thing. That's right. And, uh, you know, there's a New Jersey mayor facing corruption charges. Well, he has found a way that is quite creative to pay his legal bills. This is according to NorthJersey.com. Uh, Patterson Mayor Joey Torres hosted a Hudson River Harbor cruise last Thursday night, charged folks about 150 to 250 per person to attend. About 300 people showed up. He didn't say how much was raised, evidently, though, not enough because the mayor plans to hold another legal defense fundraiser in July. And, oh, by the way, he plans to run for re-election next year also. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, there it is. That's that's how you get it done. Exactly. Wow, you need to make a little money. That's the move, I guess. Yes, well he, done. he is uh, charged with conspiring to have city employees work overtime at a warehouse leased by his family. Good. That's just what we need. More more corruption. Exactly. That's good. Well done. Yeah. And you can also check out, by the way, an eBay uh, uh, auction going on by former Redskins GM Scott McClellan. He and his family auctioning off things, including a tan jacket that he says was bought for him by Mike Nolan when he didn't <laughs> uh, have a jacket. And they are uh, auctioning off all of this stuff, he and his wife, and donating the money to charity. Oh, man. If there was somebody and... and Deb Carson, thank you very much. That was uh, hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, so there, uh, well done by uh, Deb Carson there. Uh, if there was a former coach that that you could buy anything off of, I would probably say it's got to be Rex Ryan. Would he autograph the can of odor eaters, or would he just have somebody else do it? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 